A fee has been paid by the Animal Rescue League for the editorial content of the following program. This is News Radio 1040, WHO. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to ARO Animal Connection. I'm doing it again. I'm talking over the music. Morning, Carol. Good morning. I think it's cute. You're just all so excited to I'm get keen. going. You're ready to go. Ready to go. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's do it. How's Gave everyone? Gave me an extra 15 seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Boy, it was quiet out this morning driving in. It was. It was. Yeah. Huh? Everyone's sleeping in because it's cooled off again? And so are the animals or something. Usually when I drive in, you know, I mean, I leave my house at like 4.45 in the morning. Yep. And there are many animals out. I usually see lots of busy raccoons and opossums. And, you know, I live out in the country, so yep. it's a quite a little bit of a drive for me. And... um Nothing. I don't even think I saw one animal. They're like, oh, it's a bit chilly. I'm. St- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to roll over and hit the snooze <laughs> exactly. button. Exactly, and it is chilly. Yeah. Yeah. One more time. Yeah. <laughs> I remember somebody wanting the snow and the I cold. I know. I know. Everybody at my day job has been giving me grief about that this week. <laughs> like, you're the one that likes winter and rain and everything, which I do, but I'm kind of over it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, but I said to somebody this morning on when. Um, before I come in, um, that I meet at the the gas station every Saturday morning when I stop. That's the only way I know the guy. We're having a chat. <laughs> nice guy. And um, it's like, ah, next week. It'll be warm next yeah, week. Yeah, it is supposed so, to be in yeah. the 60s or so. I'm not a weather person, but I'm just, I saw it on the weather yeah. that was like 60s or something, Wednesday or Thursday. It'll be hot before you know it, and everyone will be yeah. worried about complain about that i guess yeah allergies just, dog allergies i guess we'll get a vet on soon again and we'll talk about allergies with the seasons yes coming up. we've been lining up some guests we had yep. william here last week talking about rabbits that and small fun. animals with easter yes and we had a few emails about uh people were glad we'd had him on and we're wondering if we could have him back or whatever oh. about guinea pigs and other mm-hmm. small animals so we'll definitely get william back on as well um, yeah he's got a lot of expertise with those animals as pets and um of course with animal rescue league we want great matches but we also want to make sure that people feel like they have resources in case they have questions about specific animals or yeah. breeds or types of animals they adopt and it's not just you and i we have right a wealth of knowledge whether you be asking about outreach programs <clears throat> or assistance programs our spay new to people across the board yeah we are very very lucky to have the people we have along with our volunteers that like you've got a whole heap of um, cat volunteers or yes. behavior volunteers and yep. every little aspect we do we've got s- such a depth of knowledge it's fantastic yeah and horse help and bird help and yeah it's really cool and chicken help from chicken dan help, dan the yeah. chicken man so yes um yeah so absolutely lots of help and so if people have questions today they certainly can call in talk to me and mick at 284-1040 284-1040 mick of course can answer dog questions i'll cover the cats and uh we'll talk anything else that people want to talk about in terms of questions yeah seals there you go hopefully you don't have those in your backyard or pool well yes but maybe somebody's interested about them and you used to work with them and of course you have just an amazing knowledge on birds um parrots and yeah um, it's one of my favorite yeah type animals i remember uh, asking you what your favorite animal was do you remember? And, yes, I do. It's a pelican. It is. Yes. So, and and where again did you work with pelicans? And at SeaWorld at Australia. SeaWorld. Okay. Yep. And and why pelicans? Like all the animals you've mm-hmm. been around, why a pelican? Um, 
my first experience with a pelican was pretty unique. Um, I we had some pelicans that were injured and were rehabbing, and they said, "Can you go in and clean the pelicans?" And I said, "Sure." And I went in with the keeper that normally looked after them, and they hadn't had men around. They were very <laughs> so they were a little bit stressed, and they had big enclosure, and so um, I was cleaning the bird, the feces off this um, area like it had actually kids play equipment in there like um, big blocks oh, and wow. the ones where you build together with holes in them so kids can crawl through yeah. and sitting on there and I'm scrubbing that and I bent over and next thing I know I've got a pelican beak over my head <laughs> and I went this is so cool <laughs> and she's going don't move don't move because they have a serration on their beak okay. and a hook on the end which oh, is wow. how they grab fish and she's like, just don't move. And I'm like, I'm good. Oh, my gosh. And that pelican and I did well together. Yeah. And, um, then we had some because we used to have wild pelicans fly in because we had an open enclosure mm-hmm. for the, um, the birds that were injured and couldn't be released. And that's where I used to do education programs on fishing line and all the stuff that we do and why we end up with these poor birds in our care. You know, I'd love for them to be wild, but they won't survive. Right. And we'd have wild birds fly in, and occasionally some would mate. So mm. I actually hand-raised some baby pelicans oh, as well. Oh, sweet. They are so cool. But, yeah, just a different... Yeah. And they've got such an attitude, and they're fun. Yeah. So... You know, I think that that just makes such a great point, that, you know, like, it's people like with me, they'll, they'll, they don't have cats. I mean, I have dogs, horses, and chickens, too, but mm-hmm. they don't have cats. They'll be like, eh, I don't really like cats. And I'll say, did you ever been around cats much no and and you know it's like you get around an animal and you really if you like animals as a base mm-hmm. and you get around animals um you really start to whatever animal it is you can really start to appreciate the little you know things about this particular species of animal and i'm yeah I tell those people yeah get around a cat or go volunteer at an animal shelter and work with the cats yeah and i'll bet you you'll have a different opinion about cats it's yeah, it just—it's like you with pelicans. You hadn't been around them, but when you got around them, you have a whole new appreciation for them. Yeah, yeah, and how actually smart they are. Right, right. So. And that was kind of my thing with chickens. I mean, I inherited these chickens when I bought the house that I live in right now. Right, they were there, and the people wanted to leave them, and I was like, "Yeah, that's great, fine." So I got into chickens, and you've gotten into chickens, and mm-hmm. I know you had them before, but more on a one-on-one now. And you just see their different personalities even amongst yeah. the chickens. I mean, it's so interesting. It is. And, yeah, the, like you said, the more you get into it, and it doesn't mean whether you have a favourite or not a favourite, but just the – and we've come such a long way right. in bringing animals into our, our lives as such, how we used to perceive them 10, 20, 30 years ago or even longer yeah. to where they're at now. So, yeah, yeah it's been – and there's still so much to learn. Oh my gosh, there is. I just, I think back, I wish I could go back to when I was a kid and I had my, <clears throat> you know, pet hamster or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now if I had a pet hamster, I'd have a huge enclosure with all these, you know, I mean, I had a big cage back then, but, yep. you know, things have just evolved for animals with their housing and their enrichment and everything else. And I, it's so exciting and it's so great. And I hope it just keeps on continuing for all animals, domestic and wild animals that are in captivity because they yep. can't be re-released out. Yeah. yeah. And it's really inspiring for me. Like we go up to ISU and yeah. talk to the clubs or do a lecture up there and just to see how hungry these guys are. And can I do a project 
when we started, there were no schools and there were no projects or research. And right. Yeah, it's really cool. <clears throat> I was too busy getting in trouble in science class for not doing stuff on yeah. <laughs> dissection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to skip this part. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I never had pets as a child. Really? Yeah, people find that odd. I, got, I do find that odd. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So where, I, had, where, I had a dog up until about I was five. And then um, my family, we moved on um, hydroelectric schemes around Australia. Okay. So we were a mobile family, so you couldn't have pets. So then I was 18, or 17, 18, 18 when I was in the army and started with dogs. Oh, my gosh. So I started as a, as a career. Yeah. Yeah. And look where you are now. I know. Yeah. I used to, like, when we lived in a mountainous area, I used to love wildlife. Mm-hmm. And so that I had that sort of, but never actually pets in the home. Yeah. God, isn't that just fascinating how people's life evolves and you go on this continuum and end up in a place you probably never imagined you would end up, you I, know? I wanted to be a motor mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> motor mechanic, Animal Rescue League in Iowa, operations manager. Interesting. Uh, I know. Yeah, isn't that Crazy. interesting? Whereas my childhood, I grew up with every animal I ever wanted. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and my parents could afford. And that was, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, dogs, cat, rabbit, newt hamsters yeah. i mean it was i was surrounded by them all and i my parents who were so amazing and my uh dad who's still alive just turned 90 yeah about a week ago happy birthday john yes um you know he was such a total inspiration to me on animals like we would have a cricket in our house and he would like hunt it down and catch it and take it back outside i remember asking him once about it and he'd be like why kill it just take it back outside where it's it just, not doing any harm. no it just landed in here by accident you know yeah. and he did that he did that with spiders and he did that and such now i look back on it and i'm so appreciative that he did that because mm-hmm. it was just what compassion to show um just from my childhood and that's what i grew up watching you yeah. know so it was very cool i'm very that lucky is. that i had that and if anybody has any fun stories yes. or stuff they'd like to share with us, or if you have a behavior question call us at 284-1040 and i'd love to hear what what's going on out there Absolutely. and how your pets are we did get quite a few questions that were submitted i know we only have about a minute before we have to take our first break but we did have a lot of questions not quite a few questions submitted and this week uh, there were two or three that actually were about animals or dogs with children and how mm-hmm. you evaluate with spring and summer coming people are thinking about getting a dog adding a dog to their family whether yep. they have one at home whether they um, or this be their first dog or their only dog but three of the questions related to that you know how do i um, know if the dog is going to be okay with my kids right and two what kind of, i have a dog how do i know what is a good match for that dog so maybe when we come back from break we can start talking about dogs and kids and kind of how to look at those yeah. behaviors and even if people are out and about and their dog's come in contact with kids we can yes, cover that too that'd be great so we'll take a quick break and when we come back we will um talk some more about dogs and kids and cover some of our other questions and as mick said people can call in at 284-1040 as well so we will be back in just a couple minutes you're listening to arl animal connection part of our new more live and local weekends on news radio 1040 who Kim waiting on the line, so we'll go and see how we can help Kim. Morning, Kim. 
Good morning. Hey, Kim. How are you doing today? Hi. Good. Good. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. What can we help you with? Uh, my cat uh, has a problem with biting her tail and growling, and, and um, she'll uh, take off running through the house, and then she hides behind the chair, and she just she's just miserable. She uh, she just acts she acts like she has something biting her, and, and I've taken her to the vet, and they've checked her all over, and they can't seem to find anything wrong with her, and, and they can't find any fleas or anything, so I just, I'm just about to the to my wit's end. I don't know what to do with her. Yeah. How old is your cat? Uh, she's probably about eight. Eight? And is this a new behavior then? Uh, she's been doing it for probably over a year now, and I, I just, I've tried everything. I've, um, you know, given her bath. I've put flea collars on her. I've, I've Giving her the flea medication, you know, the, like the front line, and, and nothing seems to help. I've changed her food, you know, in case she has allergies, and, and I just, I, nothing seems to work. Yep. Does she have any f- fur loss at all, or? No, not really. Okay. And you haven't seen any fleas or anything like that? You know, I've, I've taken her to the vet, and they've looked her over really close, okay. and they, they haven't found anything, and, and you know, they've. They thought, no, maybe, you know, it's an allergy to food or whatever, and we've tried different foods, and it just, nothing seems to help. Okay. But other than the tail, like biting her tail and, you know, kind of running or whatever, is yeah. that is that about the only, <clears throat> diff, you know, odd behavior you're getting right now? So, yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, if we're sure there's no medical situation going on, because you're, I'm glad you took her to the veterinarian, because right. that exactly what would have been the first step to do because it does sound like it could be mites or fleas or allergies you're absolutely right with that but if that's not it if we ruled out the medical stuff then we need to totally be looking at behavior on this one and have we tried anything with feel away at all what? what? No, what is that? Okay. Feel-A-Way, it's F-E-L-I-W-A-Y, and there's also some other, you know, brands of it, but Feel-A-Way is a synthetic cat pheromone, so it's not a drug, um, and so it's not going to cause, you know, any reactions from that end of it, but it's a synthetic cat pheromone, and it comes in three different kind of ways you can do it um but you can get a spray bottle of it and with the spray bottle what you do is you spray it onto you know materials or something that the cat maybe lays on or is around a lot or you can get it in a plug-in and the plug-in um kim is like a it almost looks like an air freshener that you plug into an outlet um and i like that form of it a lot because it's just constant then kind of coming out in the air um you can't smell it you know one of them can cover about three thousand square feet of your home so you know you could get two and depending on if you have a two-story and put one on each floor but it's basically you keep it plugged in and it um and then third the third way to do it is they have feel away collars and so they're kind of like a regular cat collar or whatever but they're feel away collars and they are people put them on their cats then and what feel away does is um it releases a sort of you know pheromone that tends to calm down stressed out cats or cats that are kind of doing some weird behavior type thing again you're not going to notice that your cat's like sleeping all the time after that it's not that so i mean 
So that's why I like this stuff, because you can take that, you can plug it in, and it usually tends to reduce the anxiety or something going on with the cat, um, and that can tend to help. And one thing I would suggest is that we have you get one or two of those, and if it were me, I'd probably get the plug-in and a collar or two plug-ins, and I would try it and just see if you're getting any benefit from it whatsoever. And where do I get that from? Yeah, any pet supply store has it, plus even the Animal Rescue League's Animal House store at mm-hmm. Arrow South and Arrow Main carry them. Okay, and, and how do you spell it again? It's F as in Frank, E-L-I-W-A-Y. Okay. And that's just like one brand of it, but if you ask any of the pet supply stores you go to where you come out to the Animal Rescue League, you can say, I'm looking for Feel Away. They'll know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And then right. the, the other thing you might do, you know, Kim, we'll see how that works. And the other thing you might do is you can always um, do a distraction type of thing. So if your cat's like chewing on its tail or messing with its tail or starting to growl at its tail, distract it with something that it really likes. So, for example, you can take a ping pong ball. I love ping pong balls for, t- for toys for cats because they bounce and they're lightweight. But you can toss it so the cat sees it if it's playful and all of a sudden it's like, forgets about its tail and it goes and chases this ping pong ball and yeah. sometimes if you can consistently do that because sometimes they kind of just get in a weird habit you know it's kind of yeah. like us chewing our fingernails okay <laughs> um, no. I, I have i have <laughs> tried that already okay distract it with with uh he's she's got these little toy mice that she plays with and, okay and i've thrown them around and drug them around and and um doesn't seem to really help her okay hmm. she goes back to the her biting and stuff with their tail so yeah but the feel way i might give that a try that sounds like maybe that's yeah next option yeah kim let's give that a try if that doesn't work i hope you'll call me back um you know we even do some um further you know talking and that sort of thing to kind of see because it does sound like the cat's a little bit stressed out by having to chew its tail and so we really want to help you get that anxiety reduced so call us back or call me back and call me through the animal rescue league too and just ask for carol and I can talk to you further, but then let's try the feel away first and see what happens. All right, thank you. You bet. Thank you Thanks for calling, for calling in, Kim. Kim. One thing that I really like from a behavior standpoint is, you know, I always try to, I was just telling somebody this yesterday, you know, I always try to have a plan B and a plan C. Yeah. So here's what we're going to try this one, and then if that doesn't work, we're going to go plan B, and then we're going to go to plan C. Yep, um, and the big thing with, with the feel aways and all those that we talk about is they do no harm. Exactly. So, you know, people talk, oh, you should do this, or always think of, of course, getting them health checked first. Absolutely. So that was great that Kim had done that. Yes. And then we go non-invasive, redirection, feel always, all the rest of it. Yep. Because there's some people out there that like to go straight to something harsh or drugs or whatever. It's That's right. Not, yeah, there's lots and lots we can do to uh, not even get there yeah absolutely and um so great call and kim is great in fact she'd done the veterinary check plus the fact she's so aware of her cat that yeah. she knows she needs to do something to help her cat so I'm that's fantastic how often he does it yeah isn't that interesting yeah i'm sitting here as you're talking yeah. i'm trying to think hmm. yeah so we'll see we'll try that yeah see yeah. how it goes we'll see how that goes so um 
Anyway, we um, our our phones are going off. I'm getting I just got what another text on a behavior question, which is exciting. But there you it's go. another one for you. So oh, I'm happy about that. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk some more about these behavior questions that we got submitted and events coming up. So, and our trivia question. And our too. trivia question when we come back. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new more live and local weekends. On News Radio 1040, WHO. All right, we're back. We're back, and Mick is upright during, yeah. during the break. <laughs> during the break. I had a back spasm. He was stretching and he got a massive back spasm, and so, of course, he's whining about that. Oh, that's why I don't do yoga, people. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why. Sure. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, we are back from the Animal Rescue League. Um, we got a lot going on this weekend, but how about we do the trivia question to sure. start off, and then we can talk about those things, why people are calling in. Yes, and then we're going to get to these questions on kids and yes. dogs that we're talking about. So, okay, so here's our trivia question, and the first caller that calls in with the right answer will send you out an ARL Animal Connection mug. Yep. And the question is, a Hollywood horse named Pie rode in 17 westerns with this actor so we're looking for the actor's Hmm. name uh, that a hollywood horse named pie rode in 17 westerns with them with this actor he could be known as 3.14 what's that pie oh geez (laughs) why didn't i put that together anyway (laughs) that's impressive though that you knew that yeah school gave me something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anywho, yes, anyway. it is Horse Week, and the yep. Horse Fair is going on, and the Animal Rescue League has got a booth at the Iowa Horse Fair. Yeah, yes. so pop on down if you get a chance, and our horses are there as well, so you can get to say hello and have a look at some of our horses. Absolutely. Um, it looks like Kate is here. Let's see if Kate's got the right answer. Hey, Kate, how are you? Oh, doing well. Great. Who do you Morning. think it is? It's James Stewart. Yeah, it is absolutely wow. correct. Good job, and thank you to everyone else calling in. But James Stewart is the exact. Do you do you do you watch some of those westerns or? Oh, we do. In fact, uh, we're kind of Turner Classic movie oh. people, and uh, Pie is beautiful horse. And I guess uh, Stewart adopted him. Oh my gosh, I did not know that part of yeah, it. He lived out his uh, years with Stewart. Oh, in oh, nice. Retirement. He just loved him. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. You hear about that happening on some movies we've talked about, like Vigio Morganson. I think he adopted two of his horses in mm-hmm. some movies with Hildago. And, and that is so cool. That is so great. Well, Kate, thank you for calling in. Stay on the line. We'll get your address, and we'll mail you out the mug, okay? Thank you. Great. Thank, thank you. you so much. Well done. Uh-huh. Yes, that was very cool. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either and saw the question, and I didn't know that Jimmy Stewart had adopted him. That was even cooler. That's a good story. Yes, and I love Jimmy Stewart to begin with. Now I really like him. So, yeah. There you go. Okay, so we've got events coming up, but we'll talk about those in a little bit. Let's yeah. get to some of these questions. So, yes. So, as I said, three of the questions involved, how do you pick out a dog or, or puppy mm-hmm. that's going to do well with their kids? And then um, they already have one dog. And they're thinking about getting another dog. How do they make that match? Yep. And then we talked about if you're walking your dog and you end up, so you get where this is going. So just start talking dogs and kids. Start talking. <laughs> uh, if you're looking at um, when we do adoptions with dogs, we ask everybody to come in and meet the dog. So if you've got family members, plus we've had the um, dog in our care and 
We will let you know everything that we have possibly seen um, or have seen and then spend time with them. Um, let the kids play. Uh, let the dog make choices, good choices, interact, play, petting, touching, get the kids to play ball maybe, you know, just stuff they normally do. And probably after 10 or 15 minutes of hanging around with the dog, they'll get bored and do their own thing anyway, the kids that is. So we see that a lot as the kids start being kids because you know we say to them or people say now don't upset the dog and don't and they're going to be good to start that's a nice way to do a nice introduction give the kids treats let the dog say hello to them and then just let the kids be kids so you the staff and the volunteers or yourself can observe how the dog's responding and one what's appropriate or it's all going well or maybe not appropriate and also the kids too it's a learning opportunity for them um, but always start by spending time with the pet. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the first part. And then when it, when the dog goes home, just take your time. Um, the positive association, making everything fun with the kids. And also I teach dogs that they have their own time. It doesn't always – if the kids want to do something and you think the dog gets excited – um, I love crate training or the dogs having their own space is here's a peanut butter Kong so while the kids are going crazy you can go and do your thing you don't have to be involved in the crazy yeah and what the pets start learning is oh, when the kids behave this way that's a good thing for me I'll go and do this yeah and again it's about being proactive so not waiting for something to happen or you're setting them up for success setting those guidelines and rules and it's okay to have time apart yeah I had somebody at work say to me, um, you know, since they have kids and mm -hmm. they have three kids, younger kids, I should probably get a puppy because then I don't have to worry about, you know, if it's good with kids or not because it just would be good with kids. Right. But Not necessarily so. Right. Yeah. I mean, so how do you pick out an adult dog, at, you know, I mean, to make sure or what, yeah. what should you look for? Uh, depending on the age of your kids, but, you know, if you're talking not quite teens yet or below is I would probably go for a, a quieter, middle of the road, um, not jumpy, not mouthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's that can always be modified and there's work to be done. But things of rapid movement, that's showing arousal. Right. And kids play, sometimes arouses, well, more often than not, arouses dogs. Yeah. So when you've got kids that age, um, the personality of, just a middle of the road, not overly excited, you know. Um, if it needs lots of running and playing, that might work to a point. But, yeah, it's those dogs that aren't – because they're going to knock the kids over and the kids aren't going to be happy and the dog's not going to be happy and, yeah. Yeah. So. You know, and I think that's one of the nice things about, you know, A, adopt from a shelter. I mean, mm -hmm. go adopt from a shelter. And people – um, who the employees and the volunteers at the shelter can definitely tell you what they've seen with the dogs. Yeah. And sometimes it's really nice. I, you know, end up adopting older dogs and cats, but it, you can bond with them just like you can a puppy. And sometimes you know more information about them because they came from a home where somebody couldn't keep them and we get yep. information. And sometimes it's our observation. So we can certainly help with those matches, uh, which I'm sure other shelters, of course, can as well. So, yeah. Um, Looks like we have Rick on the phone as well um, with a call, so let's go ahead and take Rick. Hey, Rick. Hello. Hi, Hi Rick. How, How are can we you? Help? I'm doing fine. Uh, How can we help you? Yep, my question for you is I've got um, three terrier dogs, 
a Jack Russell, a Patterdale, and a Jag Terrier. Wow. And they've all been, I know. Uh, <laughs> I have, I have a new respect for you already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have any varmints around our houses. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but uh, um, they've been together for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And my youngest one is a Patterdale. Um, okay. For some reason, about three weeks ago, it decided to um, attack my Jack Russell. Okay. And so then my other dog, you know, first dog that whimpered, the other dog went after it also. Yeah. And it was kind of ugly, so we got them separated. And I had I had the aggressive, the young aggressive dog fixed um, two weeks ago. And now I'm wanting, I've had them separated, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to try to reintroduce them if it's possible or not. Yeah. Um, biggest thing, of course, is safety. Uh, baby gates, um on tethers so um i just worked with a client actually that had two dogs in the house that for whatever reason and often we don't know what triggered it they had a falling out and what we actually did is had them in the same room but a distance apart where they were calm and had them on tethers so on leashes so they can be around each other and then we were giving reinforcers for calm behavior so just being in proximity is a positive for you guys okay um and then we slowly break that distance down. Again, if I don't give treats for dogs that have had incidences at the same time, like together, like when they're close, when we break that distance down, um, but I start building that positive association up, You maybe you can get to that. Uh, walks on leash are good just so because they're um, being, there's other stimuli, there's other distractions, and so they don't worry about each other as much. And I, have, I take them for walks. If you have someone else that could help you with this, you've got distance apart, and then you sort of bring them in. They curve in, sort of say hi to each other, and then you split off again. So it's like waving to your neighbor that you don't know. Yeah, how you doing? And then you'll go on your merry way. And that's what I do. To, and then you can go again and a little bit longer and a little bit longer to the point where they're walking together, and that's another part of the re, reconnection process. Okay. Um uh, muzzle would you be would you muzzle on the first time um if you feel uh that there may be concern i i you can what i like to do is like i was saying it have it a distance and i work bit by bit of getting them just back together again redeveloping that relationship sometimes with muzzles if your dogs are not conditioned to muzzles it can be another stressor and now is it the muzzle or is it the other dog that's stressing you and so for safety yes they work if you are going to do that then condition the muzzle so you put treats in it and get the you know like it's a fun toy really okay yeah uh, never thought about that but, yeah uh, and because if something goes wrong then was it the muzzle or was it the other dog we don't know so yeah that's, I, yeah i was trying to yeah i was trying to figure out the easiest i don't know it's not going to be easy but the simplest way to kind of get it to work i guess yeah and time's a big factor rick you know we all have falling outs um and was there any harm done any injury done uh yeah the wife and i both were at the emergency room <laughs> by the time we got them separated oh mm. for you guys so yeah for yeah us. wow yeah it, it was pretty rough so that's why it's so leery of trying to figure out kind of the best uh, yeah and again i guess so rick aggression is really 
a worry for me to talk about too much without seeing it, and I don't want to see the aggression. But I'm going to give you my direct number, and okay. I'd like you to give me a call so we can talk this through more and maybe even pop in for a visit, okay? So if you want to okay. hang on, yep, that'd be great. Just stay and hold Rick, and Mick will get you here in just a minute with his phone number. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you, Rick. All I know is I am getting texts from my husband who is awake and listening, and he's all excited because he loves terriers, and he's talking about... Maybe not in this... Patterdale Terrier. No, he just likes terriers. I know that. And we have two terriers. Yes, you do. They're... they're, I love my dogs. They're just go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) It's... uh, Rick's got a situation. We'll get we'll get yeah. able to get around it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're you're good at that stuff. And obviously, we're, we're talking about dogs with kids. Like my dogs, I didn't know they were good with kids. Um, with your dogs, yeah. yeah. And I have children in my neighbourhood. Yeah. And because they didn't have a history when they came to us um, with children unknown, and I have kids walking home from school, and I'll be out in the front yard, and they just adore children oh that's so cool and so sometimes you don't know that's where the big factor is spending time and meeting them and she's a dribbling mess when she sees children how cute is that i know that's adorable and you know her she's not a dribbling mess type of dog (laughs) she's really not that that interesting how Mm. adorable that is so she's telling me yeah how she feels about kids yeah well sending you a message there i guess i don't know uh no (laughs) we're good on that front I um, and then there's me who just wants my French bulldogs that just want to lay around and watch TV with me. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, it's very interesting. No, terriers are adorable. I never had a terrier until I met my husband, and we adopted these two at separate times. Yep. And they are just—they are just full of personality. They right? are. They really are, and they have the cutest little looks to them, and you know, just full of beans, aren't they? Exactly. Okay, boy, time is flying this morning. We are going to have to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about events and um, anything else that we uh, need to cover. And then certainly we... um, Be done for again for another week. I know, it's just flying. We need about three hours every Saturday. There you go. Let's just stay on. We'll just... (laughs) Yeah, we'll see what Dan thinks about that. Yeah, we'll see what (laughs) Dan thinks about that. Anyway, we will be back in just a couple minutes. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. All right, we've only got a couple of minutes left. We got a lot going on too. We do. I like the new guy working the boards today. We don't. We don't even know what his first name is. No, Mitch. Mitch, we like Thank Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. Mitch has been fun. He's on the ball, isn't he? He is on the ball. <laughs> ah, we have a lot going on, like I was saying, and we, we have a Bass Pro. We have an adoption event out at Bass Pro. And this you're going to be there. I am doing a training demo at noon today. Then, today, okay, at Bass Pro, and then uh, we have uh, a trick competition that I'm a judge in. And, and what is what is the deal with that? So uh, can anyone public, go? Yeah, public bring their pets in, show us some tricks, and there's some prizes donated by Bass Pro. Okay. We'll also have adoptable dogs out there. Uh, we'll have some therapists out and about walking around, so you can meet some of our teams that we always talk about. That's great. So, and those, those and a lot more therapists are going to be at our auction too. Raise yes. Your paw. 
first of all, do you think I could bring my French Bulldog and they could show you the trick of just laying down and not doing much? Play dead? Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. <laughs> call that. Um, yes, the Raise Your Paw auction is coming up very quickly. It's April 28th at um, the Iowa Events Center downtown. And it's a Saturday night. It starts at 5 o'clock with uh, 5 to 7 We'll have a silent auction, which will have about 300 items in it. And then there's a second silent auction that will keep going until about 9.15. Live auction starts at 7 with about 80 items so far in it. Yeah, wow. Uh, a little bit more than last year. And um, it's just so much fun. We've got very few tickets left, so please get your tickets very soon. Uh, this event always sells out. We're very close. Um, and you can go online at www.arl-iowa.org. But we have like, you know, 400, 450 items in different, those different arenas being auctioned off. And the coolest thing is, is all these items have been donated mm -hmm. by businesses um, or individuals who have bought something or made something or, or, you know, artists, I mean, everything made it and uh, donated it. And so it's all donated. So all the proceeds from all of those things from that auction um, go right back to help all the animals that we care for every year. So, um, so thank you to the Des Moines community and yep. um, all around everyone who donated, but get your tickets. We have great food. We have live music. We have, you know, um, good people great people who love animals and uh, it's just a great evening yeah i see some of those items come in and i'm like oh, yeah that's so cool yeah well you've helped, <laughs> you've helped get some of those items so, yeah yes yeah it's so. been all it's been really great and that's the other thing it's just such a cool kind of you know community event i should say oh, you know i want a bit already yeah absolutely <laughs> and a huge thank you to screenscapes who's doing an, uh, another auction video for us they are um, so cool they every are year. so cool they stop the room don't they yeah they sure do it's really neat so thank you to screenscapes who's doing another video but yes we have therapists that are gonna be walking around as well so um as we said earlier we're at the horse fair this weekend we have yep. a booth so be sure and stop by there pamper and your, oops, sorry. yes go we'll just make sure we cover that too pamper your pooch nail trim at uh the Bark Shop in Urbandale. So if you jump on our website and bring your pooches down there for a nail trim, and that trim's $15 and will be donated 100% proceeds back to the ARL to help the animals. And that's uh, stop in between 2 and 4 today. Yeah. So thank you to them for helping us out as well. We have a lot of uh, stuff coming up, and so be sure and check our events calendar out. And you can get on our website again, www.arl-iowa.org, and under Get Involved, and then there's events, and you can go right to our events calendar, and it yeah. shows you everything going on. Busy people, but good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's really good stuff and really fun. So You're going to head out to the horse fair? Yes, I am going to be out there sometime this weekend. So, um, Excellent. Yeah, it kind of just gets me in the mood for spring every year. So yeah. my husband and I are going to venture out to that here at some point. And good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. So we're out of time, amazingly, um, but please keep sending in your questions, and you can get on our website and submit those, and we have a whole thing on there about ARL Animal Connection and how to submit a question. It's very yep. easy, very quick, or you can always call in. Yeah, at 284-1040. Yep. Save it for next week. That's right. I'll talk more about dog introductions and that next week as well. Um, <laughs> was that a cow introduction was, or was, was that another say, call? There you go. Dan's here. <laughs> yeah, Dan's here. Anyway, we're out of time. So um, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great talk, weekend. Yeah, and pour it forward. Pop forward.
WHO, Des Moines, and iHeart Radio Station. And on your HD radio, KDRV HD2. News Radio 1040, WHO.